Hello. Welcome back, guys. Wow. It's, it's been a while. I can't believe it. I am so excited to be back. Indeed. Likewise. It's just so much has happened <laughs> in this I know. In this time. Even, I was listening to our old episodes the other day. And I'm like, wow. Listen to those little babies. <laughs> they had some ideas. But now we're back. We're wiser. We're more mature. And we have more content. Indeed, we do. Um, I guess we'll just kind of, th- I mean, th- today's theme, uh, obviously, is a bit of a recap, just kind of a catch up. Because, uh, again, not, not only has a lot of stuff happened in life, but also in entertainment as well. Um, so what recent releases have you not seen? I've not seen a lot. Like, I don't know about you, but Likewise. life has been crazy. And I'm, you know, I'm in grad school now, and the area that I've been living in doesn't have as much of a pop in movie theater scene so i have not been to the movies the latest movie i saw actually funny enough is i took our little sister to go see um oh the bad guys it's like this little cartoon about the villains and like fairy tales but anyway that was the latest movie i've seen things that i want to see coming up i want to see the new downton abbey movie um but i know the biggest movie that came out that i totally missed that everyone was like really happy about was the batman movie yeah i don't wanted to see it just because i it was everywhere. It was all over my TikTok feed, all over Twitter. Everyone was raving about Robert Pattinson. And I totally missed the wave. I didn't, I didn't go. And I think it's been uploaded to HBO Max. So maybe I'll watch it this weekend. What about you? One that I think I'm definitely going to like make, because Spider-Man has been out forever. It's on Amazon now. I need to watch that. I haven't um, seen it either. That's been, I mean, Twitter has since, you know, you know, it's been out for a bit. So I can't like be mad but like twitter twitter has since spoiled everything so i know i know like what's gonna happen i just want to see how it goes down i haven't seen um actually uh that new dr strange movie kind of came out like pretty recently as of this recording um i I wasn't able to see that because of uh final exams (laughs) so busy on that front um and then i had one more one more movie in mind it wasn't batman it was something else that i did you ever see um, Morbius? I heard that movie did phenomenal at the at the box office. No, I haven't seen it. No, I'm being completely sarcastic. That sh- that shit got pl- plummeted, destroyed. Okay. I didn't even know yeah. what you were talking about. Not <laughs> I definitely did that thing where I pretend like I know what you're talking about, but I was like, what is that? <laughs> In my head, no. I was like, what is that movie? No, it did terrible. I, I wanted to just, I would have liked to have taken... Um, our little sister to go see the second Sonic movie because we went and saw the first one together. That would have been cool, but we'll we'll watch it together at some point. It is what it yeah, is. She yeah, she was out for you. I have to say, just in general, dude, like I've been slacking on my superhero movies. I have just usually like I'm I'm kind of game for that shit, but I have not really been interested or made extra time to go see it. Any superhero movies, so I've noticed that's a running theme. I just have not been seeing Marvel. DC, anything. Yeah. Oh, no, I haven't even seen, I mean, Eternals came out a bit ago. Was that good? I, I don't think I heard too many positive things about it. I can't remember. It was remember. one of things where it was like, I think people were really raving about representation, but in terms of the actual plot, I didn't hear like rave reviews. Oh, I need to see the Ten Rings, though. I heard that was pretty good. I heard that was solid. 
See, that I haven't was, seen that, that either. I literally, yeah. I feel bad. I feel like when we last recorded this, we did a whole episode about Marvel. And now I'm not even a legitimate Marvel fan anymore. I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> just, I, everything feels like it's coming out just so quick. Like, I need to, yeah. I got to really try to keep up, honestly. Um, I know we're probably going to talk about that later today, but I just, it's so weird. Like, there are moments in entertainment where it's, like, underconsumption. Like, I feel like, oh, I have nothing to watch. But then there's sometimes where I feel like there's a million things and I still don't know what to watch. Like there are yeah. a lot of things out and I just feel kind of overwhelmed by the options and the choices and the amount of content that comes out. But yeah, I just, there are a lot of things I could have seen that Marvel has put out recently, but I have not. So that's not, yeah. I'm not great on that front. I'm going to talk about like newer things that came out that have been fantastic. But I want to start by saying that I've been watching a lot of old shit that I everyone has been begging me to watch that I've never seen before. Starting with Sex and the City. I'm on season three. I started binging that a couple of days ago. That is a show that people have been begging me to watch for forever. And a lot of my friends love that show. But I just never got into it. I don't know. It felt kind of like it wasn't really my vibe. It was kind of about these like 30-year-old women. And I'm in my 20s. So I just was like, I don't know. Um, but I've been loving it. So I've been watching, that's what I've been binging lately, Sex and the City. Shondaland has been, Shondaland is a production company, uh, Shonda Rhimes is a production company, and the stuff that she's been putting out has been Chef's Kiss. Bridgerton season two, wow. Like, no words, could rewatch that every day of my life for the rest of my life. She also put out this show called Inventing Anna, which I highly, highly recommend. It's one of those shows that's kind of a slow build, but it's about this heiress, we don't really know where she's from, like, She's like, could either be German or Russian, I think. She kind of has this unidentifiable accent that's part of her character. Um, and she's, I guess she was this heiress, but we kind of find out that she's actually not and that she's actually a con artist. Um, and there's this like case against her um, by New York, New York against her, where they're charging her with fraud and all these other crimes because she basically found a way to trick all of these rich, wealthy people into believing she was rich and giving her money and funding a lot of her business ventures. So anyway, I won't spoil too much because it's like, that's just the main premise. But her character, Anna Delvey, the main character is so intricate and odd. Like it's hard to figure her out and her motivation. She almost gives like sociopath energy. Like does she even, you know, recognize other people as human beings? She's very like for her own gains, but it's so interesting. Totally recommend. And the next show I'll recommend that I'm loving on, sorry, Inventing Anna is on Netflix, by the way. Just want to say that. And then the next show that I'll pub is Under the Banner of Heaven. It's on Hulu. And it actually, we were just talking about Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield is the star. He is, if you thought he couldn't do anything outside of Spider-Man, you're totally wrong. Like he has so Dang. much range. I, I'm sorry. I just didn't find that he was that great in Spider-Man. And it made me look badly on his acting skills. But Under the Banner of Heaven totally redeems him. Um, it is about, just to give a short synopsis, there it's about a Mormon community. Andrew Garfield is a detective. He one that he gets to call that this he gets called to a murder scene. This Mormon woman and her baby were both murdered. Basically, the whole show is him trying to solve the murder. But in the meantime, he's also learning a lot about his religion. He's he's also Mormon. And the murder is like causing him to reflect on his religion, the community that he's a part of, the community that his little family is a part of. 
because to some extent he's starting to see some ties between his religion and the, I guess, motive of the killer. And so it's incredibly well-written. I mean, this is, I'm not Mormon. I have never really had interest in that, that religion um, or really crime documentaries. Like I'm usually not a murder mystery type person. So you would think that the intersection of these two things I've never been interested in would not interest me, but it's so well acted and well written. I totally recommend. And it really is more than just a specific religion. It's about blind faith, like good versus evil. And maybe if, you know, what it's like to wake up one day and maybe realize that everything you believed in isn't is exactly what you thought it was. And uh, I love tropes like that. So Under the Banner of Heaven on Hulu totally recommend i think they're like four episodes out at this point what about you mostly i've just been consuming like uh more short form content like youtube stuff uh but in terms of actual like shows uh it, it would go uh the book of boba fett uh moon knight and actually kind of a bit of a more of a throwback i mean not really a throwback but uh, i'd say throwback regular show oh wow um, so with Book of Boba Fett, that that's been out for a while, um, and I and I watched it as it came out. Um, the show was okay. It was I don't know how else to describe it. Just be just besides like it being mid. I don't know how else to really put it. I think mm. it had some pretty cool ideas. I think its execution of it, some of it was very weird. And you know, you maybe asked me to to be more specific. It's just it's not that it uh, didn't necessarily meet some crazy expectations. I didn't really have expectations for it because I didn't know what they would do. It was just a little, there was, and there were some parts of it that were really good. Um, Like we get some background of what Boba, you know, how he got out of that uh, Sarlacc pit that he got stuck in uh, in Return of the Jedi, Um, you know, kind of, and he, his character developed in between that time. um, And that was really cool. Uh, But in terms of like what he does as the, because, you know, this isn't a spoiler, right? Because they show at the end of the Mandalorian that he goes and he takes Jabba's place and he's the big crime lord now we don't see him doing a lot of crime lord stuff right that's not that's not at all what he really does um so you know i contend so maybe there was a bit of an expectation there but he's not he's not doing anything crime lordish um so it's not it's not really living up to the mandalorian type hype i guess so um you know with the mandalorian it's all about like you know he he's on he's on the move all the time but with boba fett you ex, you know you expect him to like to settle and he did kind of do that but he didn't do anything i'll say this there was if you expected him to do some shady stuff if you, if you expected star wars but godfather or yeah. even kind of remotely around that stuff you won't get that hmm. you won't get that he, he i think they're trying to make him more of a hero type not a bad thing but he's not even like anti-hero He's very like it's he's very straight laced, which is weird because that's not really him. Right. Um, even with even with what they showed his development to be in like that time, um, it's very it, his it's very odd. He's not he's not very crime lordish. Um it was okay. Uh five, I'll I'll say this and then I'll segue to the next thing. Uh episodes five and six were really good episodes. Very good episodes, but um they were good because they were not about Boba. Do you think Disney has a problem with morally ambiguous characters. Like maybe when it was just Lucasfilm, that was an easier trope. But now that it's Disney, it's like we want it to be a little bit more cookie cutter. Possibly. Um, possibly. Yeah, may- maybe so. I-, I don't know. I don't know exactly what to pin it with. It, it just seemed, yeah, they- they're trying to make, yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what to pin it to. That may be it. 
a lot of odd decisions. I'll yeah. say that. Um, but yeah, five and six are not about Boba at all. Great pieces of Star Wars media. Okay. Um, and that's and and that may sound really like whoa, that's like that's high praise. And like yes, yes, they are great. Um, and then the finale, you go back to Boba, and you know it's no, you know it's okay finale. It's all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I'm I'm excited for Mandalorian season three. I, I'm more excited for that because um, I think it really showed when you when comparing, you know, because Mandalorian was the first Star Wars live action show, and then Boba Fett was a follow up. You really see how strong the Mandalorian was. You yeah. really see its strengths because you have something to compare it to. Another piece of live action Star Wars media. Um, so I'm more, I'm much, if anything, I'm more excited for Mandalorian season three. Um, if you're not going to sit through all of Boba Fett, I don't necessarily blame you, but go watch five and six, um, because they are very good and they tie into Mandalorian stuff. So if you don't go watch those, at least those episodes, then things are going to be a little confusing. That's the only thing I didn't really like. I'm glad we got to see what happened in those episodes, but they would have been, they're not very appropriate for the Boba Fett show because uh, you, you're going to have to go and watch all the Boba Fett to don't, so you're not missing context for this other show. I contend if I didn't want to watch Boba Fett, I shouldn't have had to, um, honestly. Uh, Moon Knight, so Moon Knight was not at all what I expected. Um, Moon Knight really, I have a lot of praise, like I have a lot of praise to give this show. I thought it was really going to be, on the surface, I thought it was just going to be like kind of a more cookie cutter-ish type of Marvel show and it and it was not um which which was great it was it it was a big surprise um, so what's it about I'm trying to figure out how much I want to say because because I'm thinking I'm, I may reveal too much by accident there, there's this guy living a pretty normal average life um but he's suffering from uh when he goes to sleep uh it, it would seem that someone else is kind of taking control mm. Um, someone a lot more dangerous uh, than he thinks. And um, that's really all I want to say because there's just so much, there's so much to unpack. The show is, it's, it is like, it's, it's comp, it's very complicated. Um, and even though he is, you know, the good guy, he actually does some pretty, you know, he, he does some pretty kind of messed up stuff. Um, so I kind of, so it's, it's a great ride. It's much more complicated than you may think. I don't think the advertising does, does it much justice. Um, or maybe the advertising is pretty ambiguous. So when you go into it, it's more of a surprise. I, you know, it could be either of those things, but yeah, no, the show turned out to be much more of a crazier ride than I thought much more complicated. And like, and especially towards the end, like, it made me feel stuff, man. Like it got like, it got, no, like stuff got heavy. And I was like, I was like, damn, this is a good show. Um, I think there with, with the exception of one odd decision, one very odd decision at the end, I it's, 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 it's great. You know, um, it's really good. Uh, so to regular show, I think I would hope that most of our, you know, I would hope, most of our viewers kind of knew about regular show. It was a Cartoon Network show. Um, the 20, you know, 2010s Cartoon Network show back in that era with Adventure Time and whatnot. Um, it was a great show. I remember watching it with, uh, with my dad a lot. Um, and that was, yeah, it's just a fun show. It just, but basically the show starts out with uh, everything, you know, they're, you're, they're given, the characters are given a normal situation. And in the solution, um, 
and trying to and trying to find a solution to the problem uh basically things kind of go crazy and take a crazy turn so then that that kind of while the show is called regular show it's in a ironic sense because it's not regular it's a uh, it's nuts uh, but yeah it was a, it was a fun show it actually had a lot more adult humor it's this bird and this he what is he a squirrel he's a raccoon raccoon they work for a park and they like they that's their job and every day they have like these new adventures that they go through at while working at this park they also live at the park too right in this little house they share a room mm-hmm. and they're best friends so just to give more of a premise it's like these, it's a cartoon show about these guys who work together at this park. And every day they kind of go through these new adventures. And I will say it kind of has a bit of a 80s vibe, like the aesthetic of the show, whether that be the music, I think even sort of the... They still use cassettes. Uh, they're, they, yeah. they show them playing on the gaming console every once in a while. And it's old. It's obviously inspired by like Atari, like retro Nintendo type of deal. Um, so you, you can tell what generation <laughs> the guys who made it kind of grew up in. No, it's a, it's, it's a good little show. I, I usually, I'll, I'll end up kind of putting it on while I'm doing other stuff. It's good, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's a good little uh, nostalgia trip. Yeah. You kind you touched on this a little bit earlier. Um, just with, so with the advent of just so many streaming services being available now, there's a bit of a, and we're definitely not the first people to say this. Uh, there's just a general feeling that, the market is just becoming a bit oversaturated. Like we have, there's so, you have so many options. There's currently, I saw one thing uh, actually this morning, there's like currently like what, 50, either over 50 or like 50 um, streaming services like currently available in North America. So it's just kind of like, what are your, what are your general thoughts on that? I kind of agree with what you said. I feel like, cause I, I was just going through the, like the few that I have now, like I was looking at Netflix, I was looking at Disney plus, mm-hmm. I was looking at Amazon and already just with just those three, I was like, I don't know what to watch. Cause all of them have their own choices. They all have, you know, their own huge libraries and then their own huge, um, not huge, but their own exclusives. Right. Yeah. So there's just like, so I, I feel like there's so much I don't necessarily, and I don't necessarily say that variety is, a bad thing um but it's becoming it's hard it's hard for me to find what to watch (laughs) yeah it's 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 hard to navigate yeah i think there is always a problem with too much choice frankly but i I went through a similar experience last night like i was going in between my different streaming apps trying to figure out what i want to watch i think i have apps that i use more than others like i like I only go to certain streaming apps for certain shows. And I think that's kind of been the latest problem that people who've been getting subscriptions face is like, they'll get a, a streaming service to get a particular show. After they're done watching that show or the show is done, they like get rid of their subscription. And it's because I think to some extent, we do miss regular cable where it's like, all of your shows are in one thing and you could record them and like you could go between channels. But you weren't having to buy a whole channel just for one show, unless you were on the HBO wave. But you know that was the only that was the only like subscription based thing we had going on. Now I feel like one we share subscriptions quite a bit to avoid that. But you know, like I'll get on Disney Plus to watch a Star Wars show. But other than that, I probably don't really use Disney Plus. I just really don't. Or I use HBO Max quite a bit because there are a lot of shows I love on that service. I feel like Netflix honestly has become not as hitting for me lately. That's not really a streaming service that I 
go to that often. Like I'll yeah. use it for a particular show. I'll watch Bridgerton. But ever since Bridgerton and some of the other Shonda Rhyme shows went off, I don't really open Netflix that much. Um, and I don't envision myself opening it until Bridgerton comes back next year. Like I don't really I don't know what else I'm like looking forward to on that particular subscription service. HBO yeah. Max, I feel like the redeeming quality about HBO Max is like even when the shows are done, there are a lot of great old movies that I just haven't seen in a long time. So to your point, just as a subscriber, a consumer, I feel overwhelmed by choices. And I feel like even when these subscription services have huge catalogs, if it's not like the niche thing that you want to watch that day, the catalog only feels overwhelming. It doesn't feel fulfilling, you know? Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, I agree. So uh, what's on your, uh, what's on your watch list? I've kind of, like I said, been alternating between new and old. I really got into it. So I was not a huge Rick and Morty fan. That's the show that a lot of people were encouraging me to watch, but I just never really wanted to. I started watching that. I will say I do like it. I think it's really good. I, I, I get what people are talking about, but I do think it's a show that it's hard for me to binge. It's taken me, I think I'm only on season two even though I started it like maybe two or three weeks ago. And I think it's because I watch an episode, one, you can't look away. I feel like it's not really a cartoon in that most cartoons you can look away, tune back in and know, still know what's going on. And I will look away from Rick and Morty and come back and not know what is going on. Like I'll have to <laughs> rewind to try to figure out. So it's definitely a show that you need to pay attention to. And it's a show that I think when I've watched too many episodes one time, my head was hurting. Like I just didn't really enjoy it anymore. So not a binging show, but very well written. And I, I like what they're doing. Probably will rewatch Bridgerton. I have to say guys, like Bridgerton as a show is a great concept and a great show, but season two just took it to a new level. Um, I just think in terms of the acting, I don't even know if the writing was better because I think probably the same writers, but I think the acting talent just went up a million percent and the chemistry was a lot better between the leads than in season one. And I loved season one. So I just really, if you haven't gotten on Bridgerton, I totally recommend. Let's go to you. So I think, so actually, so last night was probably the first time I'd opened, like you said, last night was probably the first time I'd opened Netflix in a long time. Um, but to that end, it has some, there's some things that I wanted, to, let's see, because I wanted to, I haven't seen the, um, Django Unchained, mm -hmm. um, which I need to see. <laughs> so that's on. Uh, so that's on my list. Um, I had a, There's this anime called Serious the Jaeger, which is uh, about vampire hunters. Which I had actually binged that like a whole night, at least most of it. Um, and I actually, I actually really liked it. And I just kind of, I just kind of hopped off for a bit. I don't know why. Uh, it's a Netflix. Uh, all these, are, all these uh, series I'm talking about are on Netflix. Um, it's a Netflix like um, original anime, um, and like it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I hopped off that for a little bit, but I want to hop back to it. Um, there's this. Oh, uh, I didn't, I did not know about this at all. That's the other thing about Netflix. They have, I feel like they have a lot of diamonds that they just don't. Pub. do any adverts yeah they don't do any adverts for um well at least i i'm hoping this is a diamond it has an 89 percent match uh whatever that means <laughs> I, I missed the star thing um but this one looks really fun because i don't know um, i'm sure you remember fantastic mr fox i love stop motion uh stuff i love that so much uh there's this netflix original called um the house 
which it seems to be kind of in that same vein. At least the style looks really similar. I need to see if it's made by the same people, but um, it's rated TVMA. So it seems like it's, because I, I haven't watched it yet, but it looks so good. Um, just the stop motion itself already caught my eye. Like, you know, yeah. all these cute little animal characters, but it seems like they're going to be in some very, in a very mature situations. I'll, I'll just read the description because I don't know too much about it. Um, across different eras, a poor family, an anxious developer, and a fed up landlady become tied to the, the, the same mysterious house in this animated dark comedy. So mm. um, that, I'm, I'm excited for that. And I think... And I know Tiger King has been out forever, um, but I think I'm actually going to give it a watch. I have um, a recommendation, too, that you need to watch. Most people, I feel like most people who listen have probably seen this or heard of this show, but Abbott Elementary on Hulu is so funny. I totally, you need to watch it, Trey. Like, it's The Office, but black and in a school environment. So, hilarious. And it has um, Quinta, I don't want to mess up her name, but Brunson, I think is her last name. Um, she's the lead. and that show is fantastic. I totally just remembered that all of a sudden, but I watched that show when it was airing, but it's just finished. Season one just wrapped and all the episodes are on Hulu. So I recommend everyone watch it. It's very office energy. So if you really love The Office or Parks and Rec, you're going to love Abbott Elementary. Um, and there's even like a little Pam and Jim vibe there. So if you loved Pam and Jim on The Office, you will find that in Abbott Elementary. Totally recommend. Ooh, speaking of The Office real quick, bro, Peacock is never going to make any, and I'm not mad. This is not a complaint. Peacock is never going to make any money because they made the first six seasons free of The Office. Like, I, I never, I don't know what other excuses they have or whatever they got. I go, but they, they have the rights to The Office and them making the first six. Like, that's all I need. So you don't have to give a subscription? No, you don't. Wow. It, the first six seasons are free with like, with like ads like sprinkled like really sparsely in between which again is not a complaint um but yeah no first six seasons are just free like and when i don't know what to watch i just i just that's the that's the safe pick honestly that's another subscription like, service that i'm just like i'm not sure how it's sustainable because i mean maybe you guys who are listening have shows that you love on peacock but the only show that I've been watching on Peacock with a friend, I've been using her, like I go to her house to watch, so I don't even buy it, uh, but it's called The Courtship. And it's, I feel like you would like it, Trey. It's another reality dating show vibe. And as y'all know, Trey likes that. Um, but it's about a girl, it's like a dating show. It's like The Bachelorette, but she's in the Regency era. Like they're pretending mm. like they're in a Jane Austen novel. And it's not great. I'm not going to lie. I, I support it because it's it has a black female lead and we usually don't get those. But other than that, the writing is not, <laughs> the writing is not that great. I was sitting through it like, oh, this is kind of trash. Um, and so, yeah, that was just my point that that's the only show I've ever, ever watched on Peacock. So I'm like, how are they making money? Like, like what are they, what's their hot show on Peacock that you couldn't either watch on live TV or, you know, like what's, I feel like to some extent with Netflix, it was like stuff that you can't find anywhere else, you know? But most of us have watched The Office and they're not even charging for it. So if that's your best piece of content, what's going on? Like, yeah. I'm just, I would love to see, I'm sure they have shows that are popping. I just don't know of them. And so no, I just I wondered, I wondered these streaming services, what is their most popular show? Yeah, no, I don't know about Peacock. Yeah. I don't know. Or like uh, Amazon Prime, like when you stopped watching Invincible, 
What else yeah, did you watch on Amazon Prime? See, like that's like that's yeah. I mean, that's been in it. I'm kind of waiting on the the second season of that right now. That's like the only reason. Yeah, <laughs> I still I have it. Disney. I won't open Disney Plus until Obi Wan comes out. Like all of these mm-hmm. services, they're just waiting. And I probably should cancel my subscriptions, but I just have them waiting until one particular show comes out. And it's like, hmm, maybe we should just go back to live television where it was all in one place. Yeah, I think again, because like there is a general feeling amongst a, amongst a lot of people that there's just like that all the subscription stuff is just getting a little too much. So I think I'm not saying that it's going to be like the death of subscription stuff because I definitely don't think it will be. But I think there's, I there, you know, there's just this growing feeling of like, oh, maybe old TV wasn't so bad, right? So I think there may there may be some people who may like kind of go back to that you know or maybe some I people may be like yeah yeah i totally agree i think for the a lot of these companies we were talking about this before we started recording that you know netflix for the first time ever has started losing subscribers like they've seen a downward a lot like a downward a lot. turn and i i think for me as a consumer what i would like to see if like i'm gonna keep buying these subscriptions i think i'd probably like to see more mergers like I'd like to see mm-hmm. a lot of these companies come together and kind of combine their catalogs. Because one thing I will say is every subscription service has something that they do better. I don't think there are any subscription services out there right now who do Netflix's interface like Netflix. I think, I know you said you missed the stars, but other than the lack of like the little star rating system, when I open Netflix, it feels like a breath of fresh air. Like I feel like I can find things easily. The recommendations feel good. HBO Max, it's trash. Like you open that app and you don't know what you're doing. Like, <laughs> I don't know where to start. I don't know. There's no real recommend. There's like a for you section, but it's not really, I don't think it's tailored well. Like Netflix's algorithm and their interface are amazing. And I, I would say Amazon Prime and um, HBO Max are at the bottom of my list. So all I have to say, if some of them combine forces, if we took HBO's catalog with Netflix's interface, wow, powerhouse. Yeah. They they need to you know they need to do something like um you know hopefully hopefully it doesn't get too hopefully if they do merge it wouldn't you know get too expensive but it's like how like I think because Dis- doesn't Disney and Hulu don't they like to offer some kind of bundle thing yeah they are bundled because you know I think um, Disney owns Hulu now but uh, I just okay. I don't know I again I don't open either I only watch at this point on Hulu Under the Banner of Heaven and the Kardashians. And I guess, you know, that's what I choose to do with my money. But I guess the question that we were discussing today and one that I think a lot of people are asking is like, is it worth it? Especially, I know you're saying, I hope it doesn't get expensive. But when you really add up at the end of the month, all your dis- different subscriptions, I think it probably is more than what like a regular cable subscription would be. And it's like, yeah. are we fooling ourselves into thinking we're saving money when we could just get the same content maybe even better in one place for less i don't know Mm -hmm. i'll leave that to the listeners to decide for themselves because we do love subscription services here but it's just yeah it's hard to find things to watch i guess that's why you listen to this podcast right because you're like dom trey i don't know what to watch and we're like hey we'll do it so you don't have to there you go i think that wraps everything up think we'll on that note um but uh well guys it's again it's great to be back it's been a minute um but you know life got busy uh you know it, it just kind of is what it is but it, it's good to it really is good to be back and like recording and um you know i hope uh you know i hope you the listeners i hope you guys are doing well yeah this is really the highlight of 
our summers to sit here and talk about, I mean, we love movies and TV and we're so glad that we get to watch it and talk to you guys about it. And we're so appreciative for you listening. The one thing that we ask, even though we're so grateful that you're already listening, is that you please leave a review um, at the end of this podcast. That's how we reach other people um, and give them the great recommendations that you so heavily rely on. So please rate us, give us a review. It could be short. It could just be like, they're the best. Obviously, if you want to write more, that's awesome. But we just need that to help us get reach other and new listeners. So please leave a review so that we can grow. Well, alrighty, guys. Uh, have a good one, and we'll see you on the next episode. Love you.